0: from Panthers training camp at Wofford College in Spartanburg in CSL, Charlotte Sports Live.
1: You gotta love the sound of pads in the NFL. The first day of practice with those pads on for the Panthers. Now the real work finally beginning. Welcome inside Charlotte Sports Live alongside Carla Gebhardt, Will Kunkel here. We are inside Gibbs Stadium at Wofford College in Spartanburg, South Carolina for day 5... 15... 5... To yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. today was fun. Bryce Young kind of an up and down day again, but more good than bad. We're going to get into that a little bit, but tonight's show should be fun for usual.
2: Yeah, first day of hitting for the team or a clacking, as Dante Jackson said earlier <laughs> today. Speaking of Dante Jackson, we go one-on-one with him a little bit later in the show, plus a little bit more on the offensive line, trying to get it done without a, one of their stars who's out due to injury. In the NASCAR Cup Series, a little bit of a shakeup with their most recent winner. But again, today, not that true hitting, but but a no. little bit of hitting. Right?
1: It's like hitting with training wheels in the NFL. That's how Bryce Young got introduced to the – thud, if you will, a lot of 11 on 11, a lot of seven on seven today. It was actually a really fun practice to watch from that standpoint. So head coach Frank Wright was all about getting back into the swing of things with pads on so much. And so, in fact, he's telling us all about the plan to keep the first team light on the heavier stuff. They'll be a little bit more physical, deeper in the depth chart so that those guys can prove themselves and maybe earn themselves a job. But guys like Corral, Matt Corral and Andy Dalton can expect to see a little bit more of the heat.
3: Good work out there. Thought the guys handled that transition to pads very well, as far as tempo, physicality, um, what we're looking for. Stay off the ground, but compete, hit, be physical. I uh, thought that thought they did a great job. Good, good veteran leadership today. You know, we're going to thud it off in the hole where it's necessary, like in between the tackles. But out in space, you know, we're going to be smart. And so, really, we're looking for a lot of that physical work which you see like when the O-liner and D-line are together kind of in pods and one-on-ones and, um, and, and, th- and that, things like that. And when we get into team run periods up front, it's pretty physical. But as far as tackling to the ground and stuff like that, we will have some live periods. Um, there will be more live periods with the latter groups and not as much the first group, but still feel like we can get good physical work.
1: This is one of those situations that reminds me that in sports and football and frankly all of them that not everyone gets treated equally everyone right. gets treated fairly but no, you're not going to put your starters through the same rigor. You're going to put your second, third, and some fourth stringers through because you don't want those guys hurt. They get a little bit of special treatment during this time of year, and they've earned it. They deserve it. And the other guys need the physicality because some of them need that physicality to show what they can do if they are to make this roster or another roster around the NFL.
2: Yeah, and that just goes back to what we heard from Shaq Thompson earlier last week saying that the staff is a little bit different in their approach Mm -hmm. and and keeping these players healthy and and giving the the rest days when it's needed. I think that's, of course, appreciated when we're not even into the preseason just yet. Uh, but it was fun to see a little bit more physicality. I, I was watching, you know, the running backs on the one-on-one and mm-hmm. those drills where they have to beat their guy. And, and those are always really fun. You said De- Deuce Staley out there trying to get the guys going. And, and and a lot of guys, I think, are proving themselves. You look at a guy like Raheem Blackshear really taking a big step. Great play today. Yeah, really good plays. And, and a lot of guys that maybe you were maybe a little familiar with last year, Really, kind of coming into the fold this year.
1: And a quick note on the difference of Shaq again and these guys from last year. Remember, last year you had to run to the DBO sign if you made a mistake, yeah. and the punishment wasn't that you had to do the running, it was that you missed <coughs> reps. Mm-hmm. Who are you punishing but your team if you're making your starters miss reps yeah. less than ideal? And then you're punishing your team again if the lesser guys have to miss reps. You can only get so many reps in camp because of the CBA. This year, none of that. Get all your reps in why he can't do them wisely.
2: Yeah, and we've talked a little bit about the running back situation, but everybody around Carolina is speculating on the wide receiver room and who's going to be wide receiver one, who's going to be wide receiver two, and, yeah, who's going to replace D.J. Moore, who was traded in the deal for the number one pick with Chicago. And so far, Bryce Young and D.J. Chark have a really good connection brewing. The two have connected on several big plays the last couple of days and, and deep plays, not just really the simple passes that we sometimes see. Um, and it's something
3: that Coach Frank Wright says he's noticed as well. It, it seems like they do connect every practice. Uh, You've got two really smart players. DJ's a really smart player, very savvy and instinctive, and then he's got the speed to go with it. And I think, you know, Bryce obviously same way. And, you know, I think that, that's looked good. We're excited about that.
1: All right, so I've actually noticed this, and I think everybody <laughs> here has noticed that DJ has made some great catches down the field in traffic and body adjustment type catches. So they yeah. haven't been perfect throws, but they've been certainly catchable balls where he has to adjust his body with a defender draped on him. He did one right over here on the far left corner. Yeah. He did one today, actually in the kind of the same spot of the field, but on the practice fields today where he's running down and he's got to kind of stop and slide and grab and catch it. So you'd like to see Bryce Young get the ball out a little bit further. Right. But there's a connection and a trust being built there that if Bryce throws it up there somewhere, DJ can go
2: get it. Yeah, and DJ Chark's adjustment, to your point, and it's kind of what you were saying, though, has been the same adjustment in that he almost, like, has to fall back into it to catch it, like, Mm -hmm. back up underneath it, which has been pretty interesting. But, again, this goes to what the coach, Frank Reich, and and why they went out and got some veteran guys at wide receiver, DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, also Mm -hmm. another good connection um, uh, and some, some simpler plays. But, I, you know, th- these are going to be the guys that are a safety net, net, and I say that in the best way possible for Bryce Young in, this season as he gets adjusted to this playbook.
1: Well, you need guys you can trust. A guy that, you know what, shoot, it's third and 18 or it's third down, and I just got to throw one up and I got to trust my guy. Yeah. Put in a spot where, where it's him or nobody, and right now DJ's showing that that could be him. But some other news coming out of camp today, uh, Matt Rule holdover out of Baylor. Bravian Roy was cut this morning, no longer here. The former six-round pick from Baylor played in 45 games, started 15 times in three seasons in Carolina. So with the defense moving to a 3-4, he was the odd man out at this point. Taking his place on the roster, D-lineman LeBrian Ray from Alabama, last playing in the XFL. Ray was last in the NFL with the Patriots, so that Alabama product will be in pads tomorrow.
2: And the Panthers are looking for some help elsewhere, and it looks like they found it. Charlotte Sports Live has it confirmed, and of course, they've agreed to terms with linebacker Dion Jones, who worked out for the team after practice today, a former second-round pick of the Falcons. Jones appeared in 11 games last season for the Browns, notching two sacks and a pick. The 28-year-old linebacker was a pro bowler back in 2017.
1: So this is going to be either a huge story going forward or a non-story. but. A day after getting his fifth-year option declined, cornerback C.J. Henderson is getting treatment. Head coach Frank Reich said he injured his groin at practice today. No word on how sub-beard is or if he's going to miss any time. That's why I say it's kind of up in the air and how important this is. Henderson was out there for a good amount of reps today before going off to the side. The former first-rounder of the Jaguars was obtained back in 2020 for Dan Arnold in a third-round pick, and it is certainly slated to be a starting corner, whether it's on the outside or corner. Where, uh, nickel, it doesn't really matter. He is going to see a lot of playing time, and it is essential to the secondary.
2: Yeah, going off of that to the secondary, that's really going to be a focal point for that defense for the Panthers to succeed this season, especially in that 3-4 defense. And you think a lot of guys about J.C. Horn. Uh, you also think about guys like Dante Jackson, and really both those guys dealt with injuries last year. And they
1: have to stay healthy this year because this team is built from the back of the defense to up to the front. And if they can't, they've got to be able to cover for a long time. So if they're healthy, they can do that because Brian Burns is going to need some extra time with no help yet on the other side to get to the quarterback. Because if they get hurt and they can't pass, rush the passer, yeah they're in trouble. So I talked to Dante about all of this today in the exclusive one-on-one. Take a listen. He's number one in your heart. He's number 26 in your program, Dante Jackson, my man. You had surgery. I can't tell which one it was. It was your Achilles. Left one, I believe. I mean, you look quick out there. Is that something that just never leaves
4: you? Oh, that's something that's not, never going to leave. But, I mean, it took a lot of hard work to get back here and to, um, and to just to be out here is just a blessing, man. I'm just happy to have this opportunity to just be still moving the same and feeling the same. Because uh, I know a lot of the time that injury could be a deal breaker for a lot of people, but just to have the, the, the strength to get back and just be feeling back normal is just, just a blessing. It's
1: kind of funny that you're the
4: loudest dude in the team, but you do your work in quiet. Like yeah. You're not all over social media yeah. letting
1: everybody know you're doing your rehab. What was that process like? Because people didn't get to see it.
4: I mean, I just was more personal about it, you know. Um, I, I I seen everybody, all the love, all the wishes, all the prayers, and um, th- those are the things that that helped me get through. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I just felt like that's just something that I needed to just keep a little bit more personal. Just keep a little bit, just to help me help me lock in a little bit longer, man. Um, and I think that, that that's the reason I was able to get through it because uh, I just kept what was close to me close to me, and I just kept kept ahead and just kept working, man, and um, just knowing, just focusing on coming on the other side of it, and um. And getting back to normal, you know what I'm saying? So that, that was really my whole focus. It wasn't really purposely that I was, like, kind of keeping it away, but it just kind of that's where my mindset was, man. I just had to get out of that place and just get back to feeling like myself again.
1: We saw you have to practice with your family. You mentioned your purpose. How much do they play a role in your purpose and when you're going through those tough days of rehabbing and killings, It's that, not an easy injury.
4: Yeah, that they was the reason. They was the reason. Just seeing my, my daughters every day smiling, you know, even though I'm going through what I'm going through, you know, they they just kept a smile on their face. They just kept going. So I kind of just took their mentality. And just, man, you know what? Just smile and keep going, man. Everything's going to work out, and um, everything's working out. So, I'm just, like I said, I'm just blessed to have this opportunity to be back out here with the guys, man. I um, have only four days of football since November, man. It's just, just a blessing. I, I'm just, I, I don't even have the words to explain how I feel um, just to be able to play again. What's it like watching Bryce,
1: this kid, number one overall draft pick? Everyone's singing his praises early. Has yet to play a game, though. Mm. What do you see from the defensive side?
4: Um, he's just—he's just a wizard with the ball, man. He's—he's um, he's very, very poised. He's not a rattle—rattle rattle guy at all. Um, he takes control of the offense, and um, I think that—that's big for a young guy coming in because you got a lot of older guys on that offense. Um, so just seeing him just take control of the guys, out of even the vet guys, you know, coming to him for questions and stuff like that—it's just—it's just good to see, you know. what I'm saying. Um, I just wish him none but the best, you know, um, obviously, right? I would hope so. Yeah, we're going to just be watching him, man. (laughs) Just watching his progress over from OTAs to now is just mind-blowing, man. I can't wait to see him really get into the real live action because um, he's definitely ready for it. Your secondary,
1: you, J.C., C.J., Xavier, Von Bell. How good can this group be together?
4: Man, sky's the limit for this group. Man, sky's the limit for this group. You add a guy like Chen who's so versatile, who can play every position. Sorry, um, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> um, you, uh,
4: Vine and X are two of the smartest players I ever played with, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then JC is just a just freak of his own, you know what I'm saying? So we just put, a, put us together, um, and we can, we, can do, we can do whatever we, we want to do for real. Um, we just got to keep working and stay together and not let the the, the the grind of the season really pull us apart.
1: And finally, something that we've all talked about a lot,
4: the vibe of camp,
1: this coaching yeah. staff, and bryce so what everyone has this year. It's, it feels different. Yeah, how does it feel different to you, or does it I mean, it
4: feels feels different. I mean, I've been I've been here six. This is my sixth season as a Panther, um, and you know, just this, this team is really just connected. You can tell. It's like even the guys who just got here. It's like they've been here. You know what I'm saying? When you say Bryce and, and DJ and, and, and even a young guy, Mingo and Miles, and you just see how those guys just interact with the, with the guys, it's, 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 it's been cool to see. You know, you see Visca up in his load and just his his, his mindset. He's just been coming in camp a whole lot of different mindset. You just like to see that from guys because it's like this team been together. So you can just tell that, that we got something brewing and we just excited to, to to be out here to get to, you know, keep building on this thing. Who's faster, you or Mingo? Me. <laughs> I didn't even get to finish Ain't nobody faster than It don't even matter who's at the end of that question. You know what I'm saying? I think it's pretty understood. I mean, you know, I had nine months off. You know what I'm saying? That was their time to, to be the fastest. But now that I'm back, Is that, that all that fastest stuff is dead, man. I don't even talk about that for real. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, no yeah. doubt, man. Appreciate you.
1: Oh, D-Jack. Never lost an interview. The dude is the best. Now, the boys up front that are in charge of protecting Bryce Young this season They've got an immense amount of pressure to perform, to not allow pressure. We're talking expectations of the seasoned offensive line next.
2: And Chris Buescher wins in Richmond, and Chase Elliott climbs his way up in the point standings. Which drivers and where do they sit? Just four races left in the regular season. We'll let you know that when Charlotte Sports Live returns. Bryce Young, willing and dealing in front of a big crowd today at Wofford College. We saw a lot of nice passes from nine today. First day of camp and pads, but quarterbacks, of course, still not allowed to be touched in those black unis. No longer the red ones. I believe that was Andy Dalton that made that change, right? Was it? I think so. Wow. I didn't know that. Confirmed.
1: Oh, Christian Otis, sir, (laughs) with confirmation offset. Thank you, sir. Yes.
2: uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, something else that we haven't really been able to say over the last couple of seasons, is the offensive line is really a strong suit for this season? But that is really the case this year, despite the injuries.
1: They're at a disadvantage because they don't have Austin Corbin right now, of course. He's going to come back. When I talked to him, it sounded like back half of the cor- first quarter of the season, maybe hopefully in the first half of the season. But usually, when you have a guy that can do everything, it's like a position play, like a, a, a talented position player. Cade Mays, talented, but a big man, like fullback and also up on the line so here's a kind of a look at what the guys are looking at up front who's going to protect bryce young and this is bryce's blockers so they allowed 19 sacks nine hits 76 hurries and 104 pressures last season all really good numbers but also look at the fact on the bottom of the screen 30th and pass attempt so it's not like they had a whole ton of opportunities to protect whoever was playing quarterback back there so this is the line this is one of Scott Pitter's, I think, greatest successes. And it was on purpose. He wants to build this team up front first from the inside out. And he's done an excellent job doing that.
2: That's right. And as our own CSL Mike Lissette reports, this group has a year under their belt. They're ready to build on that success and become Bryce Young's bodyguards.
0: Between a rookie quarterback, a new running back, and a bunch of new wide receivers, Frank Reich has a lot of concerns about his offense, entering his first season as coach of the Panthers. (laughs) The offensive line, however, is not one of them.
3: Yeah, I mean our philosophy is it all starts up front, really, on both sides of the ball. And it's one of the things that we're really excited about coming back, you know, coming to this team.
0: Granted, there are some changes, but for the most part, the gang is back together. And that's a good thing, considering just how strong they were last year, finishing just outside the top ten in least sacks allowed.
1: You know, we just line up we go. You know, we're continuing to grow and, you know, pass enough twists dominating our combos in
0: the run blocks so you know it's been it's been great but while there is stability there isn't complacency when it comes to pressure man I'm uh, the older I get the more I realize I love pressure well good news because there's actually plenty of it as well as added responsibility guard Austin Corbett is still recovering from offseason surgery after a torn ACL and then there's that rookie quarterback who's going to need extra time in the pocket while he adjusts to life in the pros there's not much margin for error, but Reich believes his guys can handle it.
3: It's a good group, uh, not only the starting five, but I feel really good about the depth.
0: At least when it comes to this unit, Reich can rest easy. It sounds like his QB is in good hands. Mike said Charlotte Sports Live.
1: Well, the U.S. women's soccer team trying to advance out of Group E in the Women's World Cup. Their path to do so? We're going to lay it out for you next. Make sense of everything live from Spartanburg. It's Charlotte Sports Live. We'll be right back in two.
2: Adam Thielen having a nice little start to camp. He's been working a ton with Bryce Young in the early stages of practice down here at Wofford College. Carolina will need him to help Bryce come a long way as a professional. A touchdown or two wouldn't hurt either, right?
1: No, especially if you get him on fantasy. The U.S. women's national team continuing to prep for their final match in Group E of the Women's World Cup. They're going to face a very desperate Portugal team. Now, Team USA can advance with either a win or a draw against Portugal, although it may come down to a goal differential between the U.S. and the Netherlands on who will win the group. Right now, though, their focus is on Portugal, who is a well coached team that will be playing with their backs against the wall.
0: We feel so prepared. We are uh, very, very prepared uh, about anything and everything that uh, in some ways uh, helps us with uh, dealing with pressure. I mean, uh, we're prepared, we were prepared coming into the World Cup, we're prepared uh, going into every game and uh, for different types of game, different scenarios, different, uh, different moments, That uh, that's all we can do.
2: What's most important is what's happening within our team and the information we're getting from our staff, from each other. Um, and I think all everything else is outside noise and isn't is is going to help.
1: So that match is going to take place in just a couple of hours. Oh, we're on camera. thought <laughs> that was a so- the Yo, gang, it's inside the business talk. <laughs> that game will take place in just a couple hours on 3 a.m. right here on Fox Charlotte.
2: I will not be watching that. I'll watch the replay, though. 3 a.m. is a little early for me. Commie. <laughs> what?
1: I'm staying up oh. all night. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's my read. Padded practice coming, <laughs> comes down with some intensity we haven't seen on the field, but does it also come with some big moments, like a QC crowd Oh, get him. Oh, get him, Brian. You can find out next. when we'll us see if returns.
2: from Dante Jackson tonight. Tomorrow night, our special guest hails from the tight end room. Newcomer Hayden Hurst talks about the talent around him, how he hopes to give Panthers fans the tight end that they've been asking for the last couple of years. I even asked him about his hair. So that exclusive tomorrow night at 11. Looks like
1: he's posing.
2: Does. A bottle. A, a, a hair or flex? I'm not sure. A little bit of one. both.
1: Get it. <laughs> All right, time for our QC crown. Go ahead, Carla. All
2: right, mine goes to Matt Olson. You and I have talked about how Crazy wonderful good. he is, right? But he hits the 200th wonderful. home run for the Braves this season. Just amazing. We're not going to talk about the loss to the Angels tonight, but we will talk about the home run.
1: It seems so. like he and Austin Riley, homer in every single game yes, this season. Pretty much. They're awesome. Okay, I'm going to give my crown. I'm staying in baseball. I'm giving it to them. It'll be trade deadline because today is one of those days. Yeah, I know it goes until tomorrow, but a lot of trades today. Making that playoff push or selling. The Mets, most expensive payroll in baseball history. They're sellers. Teams like the Yankees, they they have no idea what to do because they're an absolute disaster. But the Cubs, they were going to be sellers. Now they're all in. It's an awesome time of year. Back half of the season, the sprint is on, and there are some really fun races for the wild card and for the division.
2: I'm ready for postseason baseball already. Every
1: pitch matters. Can't wait. All right, for Carla, I'm Will. I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Good night. night.